everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2, Episode 9. It's called The Measure of a Man. So full spoilers for the episode as always. This is a biggie, it's, and I know it's a biggie just because I'd heard of it Yeah. before. I'd, I'd heard the name numerous times. People often bring this up, episode up. Um, and when I read the description last week, I kind of like, oh yeah, I vaguely think I've heard that that's what it's about. But I wouldn't, I, I couldn't have told you when you just said, well, what was that episode about? I would never mm-hmm. have been able to hit on it. But the episode is about, of course, uh, whether or not data can be classed as a sentient being with rights or a machine that has no rights, that is property of Starfleet. That is the ultimate thing uh, it yeah. comes down to. And I think what I like about this, first of all, is the way the episode starts. It kind of starts as if that's not what the plot's going to be. It's like there's just it just happens to be like a little detail that this doctor the scientist wants to do this it's but then battle. the but then the episode just completely diverts into being about that and everything else yeah. is just background noise everything else was just there to set this up uh, mm. so I, I guess what I want to compliment in that sense is that it kind of did this neat thing where it felt like it was setting up a main plot that was something else but not in a way that it felt like I, I felt unfulfilled once it diverted it just felt like you know it was early enough in the episode that it felt like Oh, this admiral coming on board is going to be a big deal, or this, you know. It felt like it was going to be an average, you know, okay, we're just doing an average, you know, regular weekly plot, and then out of nowhere, it hits you with something else entirely. And that thing ends up being the best episode so far. And we said that about last week's we episode. We said that last which, episode. Which means yeah. we're on a streak. We're on a streak of two great episodes. It's officially a streak now, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it won't last long, I'm sure, but it, it, we'll enjoy it while it lasts. I'm just, I'm just going to check the rating of the next episode of IMDb that you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can get three, I'll take it. It's not three. <laughs> We're not getting three. Oh, we, 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 not, well, we may not hate the next episode, but it's not going to be these two. It's not going to be this streak. Well, they can't all be. Yeah. Uh, and this episode's brought up a lot. That I feel like this is probably considered one of the best episodes of the entire show, never mind this season. So, obviously, when we do our top five at the end of the season, I'll be, I expect this will probably appear. But... <laughs> I'll be shocked if it doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, so, Maddox is this guy, this guy that comes on board, and then the other major character we can introduce here early on, uh, major for this episode, is Philippa, this, uh, this jag captain uh, that Picard's got history with. Uh, Outright to, to the point where she kind of make some sex jokes when they first meet at the start of the episode, which is irregular for, for an interaction with Picard. Like, I mean, hell, it's surprising to Star Trek in general, but at least with some of the others now, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm, I'm kind of used yeah, to more this. more on that later. Yeah, more on, more on that. I cannot believe what they brought back. I cannot <laughs> believe my eyes and my ears. I, I was shocked. Not only did they bring something back, they used it in a dramatic way, which is unbelievable like because I, I thought there was just a little oh we'll get to we'll get to it anyway, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so Maddox comes on board and admiral just wants to see around the ship was this admiral who's with him he's like oh yes and but as soon as he comes on he, he starts staring at data and data kind of notices him and stares back a little bit and it's very quickly before he's you know he's like um, admiral and he's like oh yes, 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 yes uh, he's got a request he used to take take data to to do some studying on him and we find out quite quickly that he wants to dismantle data um and Picard, quite right away, is a little bit, oh, this sounds a bit... Sounds quite extreme. Sounds a bit extreme. So he takes them to the, the ready room, and they have a proper, you know, question about it. He's like, hey, okay, 
explain exactly what you're wanting to do, why you're wanting to do it, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, okay, so I've been following the work of the guy that made data. I've been trying to sort of recreate it and build my own. And I can't quite nail a few details. So I'm going to take data apart to, to do this. But as he's describing the process that he's going to do, which is fairly vague, but he does mention at one point that he's going to dump data's memories into the computer to, for like storage. Essentially create a backup and then wipe him and then put the, you know, take the backup and put it back in. And I immediately sort of like, went, oh, that sounds a bit like, well, something happens to the backup. Like, you know, like that was my feelings. And Dea himself actually put a different spin on it later, which actually I thought made it even more interesting. Like the, the problem with this, because mm. uh, Dea put it in terms later where he said, uh, okay, so you can put all the knowledge I have on a backup, but there's something else with memories that I don't think is, is technically information. Like you're, the way you feel about memories, the, the experiences you have and what you gain from memories aren't quite the same as just the knowledge themselves. So Data is worried that even if it you know is successful, that all that that element of him, the actual growth that he's had as a as a being, Which will go with it. I actually think it's very interesting, given given you know how this ends and, and some stuff Data says later on. The fact that that's his concern here is interesting. Yeah, it's not the details he's worried about; it's the the experiences of the of yeah. what ha- what's happened to him, uh, and. Picard, uh, and this is another thing, credit to Picard, is that there was no like time when Picard's talked into this. He just right away says, you know what, given what you've said, this just sounds dangerous. Data's a valued member of this crew. We can't do this. Like, I'm not letting you, I'm not permitting it. He's my, my crew member, he's my lieutenant, I'm not doing it. And then Maddox is prepared for this. He's like, well, no, I went over your head. I've got him transferred to the station because they're at a station right now. They're like docked yeah. at a station. Um, well, well, they don't dock. They don't need to dock. They've got, they've, they? got, they've got trans be- transporter beams, so they don't need to dock, literally. But they're essentially yeah. docked, for lack of a better yeah. uh, thing. But anyway. They're in geostationary orbit. Sure, yes. There you go. Car with the sides. Um, so it's like, oh, shit. And what, how do we deal with this? And you know, Picard goes to see Philippa. Um data is very concerned and he's like hey does he have any options here does he have any options in in this this predicament and she's like well the one thing he can do is stop being transferred because you know, Starf- if that's starfleet's orders that's starfleet's orders and it's out of your control but the one thing he can just do is resign and just not be a starfleet officer anymore and again to my surprise he actually does this we see him pack his things and he's he's ready to go he's like well if that's the way it's got to be and you know we have a we have a, a goodbye party with gifts with, with gifts, yes. Uh, he doesn't quite get, get wrapping paper. He thinks he has to unfold it carefully and neatly and take it apart so it can See, be used again. I know people who actually do this. <coughs> People are like, no, 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 we'll keep it, we'll reuse it. I'm like, just, just rip the damn thing, it's cheap as shit, no one cares. Yeah, I want everyone to know, by the way, I'm sick as we record this, so if I'm coughing occasionally, just I'll try and mute it if it's going to be annoying, but bear with me. Um... <laughs> I want you to know, because my, my voice feels raspier. I don't know if it actually sounds raspier. Not by much. Not by much. I'm only not, on, not to the extent where mine does. I'm only in day one, though, of this illness, so maybe a rough couple of days ahead. Oh, God. So I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm saying. We've got more important things to do tomorrow as well. I know, and I'll, I'll get through the dish tomorrow, I will, but I'm just, I'm saying that <laughs> it's going to be a rough couple of days for me, all right? So... But I think more importantly here is the idea that Data is willing to do this tells me what those experiences mean to him. The the idea of like just jumping into this because he because he Data says himself that he doesn't believe that the data sorry the information that Maddox has presented him with uh, about the process that he's going to do doesn't like give him confidence. He he doesn't think doesn't think this is going to work. He thinks it's going to be a failure. 
If and it was slapdash. It's basically it's like, hey, you know, you're on the right lines. I understand why you're asking this, but I don't think you're qualified enough yet, essentially. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, the way his demeanor tells us tells me that he's, he is kind of jumping the gun. Like he's he's desperate, he's excited about doing this, but he's not necessarily oh, yeah, there yeah. yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's not just that this is an out of nowhere idea. It, it is like okay, at some point this could be a valuable part of the process. But right now, it's just because he thinks he can. Yeah, and we get this great scene where Data is packing away his. His prized belongings, the things that he cares about, his 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 heirlooms, his you know, he, he he's putting his stuff in, and of course the one that made me laugh out loud, yeah, was a little hologram of Tasha Yar, and even just before we get to what this means today, and I think we'll talk about that more actually in the the courtroom or the, the hearing yeah. later, but I just want to say that when he when he just when he looked at this this moment here and he looks at Tasha just sort of standing there sort of smiling in this little hologram, I thought to myself, you know what. I want to give them credit because I did not think for a second that when they killed her off as quickly and as ridiculously as they did, that they would remember she existed two episodes later. And this is the second time this season that her uh, images appeared uh, in, in reference to Data, actually, uh, no less. Because the last time it was mm-hmm. when he's getting his head like, scanned or whatever. Um, and not only that, to use it in a dramatic way later in the hearing is like, huh, they're making lemons out of lemonade. I can't, <laughs> I can't fault this. Yeah. It did make me laugh though in the scene. Um, yeah, me too. So I just, just yeah, when she when she popped up, I went, oh, oh, they they they're actually remembering. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was interesting, and and this is the scene where Data talks about what 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 his memories mean to him and how the the the, the information might be stored on a computer, but the idea of the the experience and what he learned and how it felt won't necessarily be attached to them. He's worried that yep. it will just be the raw information. Or, and I'll use it intentionally this time, the raw data. Uh, yeah. That's what he's scared of here. So, and Picard's sad to see him go every once I think Jordy especially, because they, they kind of established that episode or two ago that Jordy's kind of his best friend. Yeah, they did. And he Actually, does look kind of upset, uh, you know? Probably back to the Sherlock episode. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've all seen it uh, somewhere around here, uh, before this, where data goes to uh, Picard's room. And uh, Picard sits down, sort of tries to talk to him about what's been requested of him. And you know, do, do you think this is going to work? And do you, yeah, yada yada. And Picard tries to kind of, even though he's on Data's side, and we've already seen that he's tried to like stop this from happening. He tries to at least give Data the idea of like why this, why it's going through. And Data gives this wonderful compare. I love this, 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 this sentence from Data. Uh, where he, he brings up Jordy, he brings up Jordy's eyes, and he says Jordy's visor is technically superior to human eyesight. So why then isn't every human in Starfleet get, get, doesn't they get don't they, why don't they all get their eyes removed and replaced with this synthetic uh, solution? Because it's technically on paper better. Why not do that? And Picard, I love Picard's reaction to this. He can't answer him. He's just he, stumped. He knows he knows that they would never do that, but he can't give him a straight answer. And yeah. it's it's kind of beautiful. He's like he is genuinely stumped by it. I I love that moment. Yeah, it's great. Great moment. So then, of course, uh, Maddox goes back to Philippa. We see that this is off stream. We don't see this, but and then Picard goes to see her. We find out that they're basically arguing that Data is the property of Starfleet and therefore has no choice to either turn down the procedure and to resign. He can't resign because he's a computer, essentially. You know, he's compared to a toaster. He's compared to the the ship's computer. Like you have the computer. Refused to do a, a you know a process of any kind. Would you accept that? 
Would you it, say the computers no, get it right? You, you just reset it and solve the problem, is what yeah. they said. Uh, and you know, Maddox always refers to data as it. He never says he. Um, yeah. He's very notable. He's, he's a very unlikable guy. Like Very quickly, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a bit of a dick. That's... He'd go on well with Pulaski. <laughs> I actually, I thought it was interesting that they were... Like, Pulaski's at the, the, the birthday thing, and she's at the opening scene, because the opening scene is another sort of classic data scene where they're, they're playing poker. And, and he's extremely confident and gets out bluffed. He gets out bluffed, and that's how he's he's beaten because Riker out bluffs him, and he doesn't understand. Like, wait, why did you look so sure? You had a losing hand. He's like, yeah, but I was I was I was banking on you not believing that I was going to win, or, or yeah. believing that I was going to win rather. And yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I need to learn to play poker at some point so I can understand half the crap they say in some of these scenes. Uh, this was not any poker I was familiar with. Yeah, I I don't think I know really any of the main poker types. Um, you know, because at the end when Pulaski's dealing, she's like, oh, it's this... Because it's, it's one of these things where she says what sort of type of poker they're playing. It's like, oh, this card, that, that high, that, and then, you know, last card, bluff or something. I don't know. Like, it was all nonsense to me. I don't understand the word of it. Yeah, no, that bit, whatever. I, mean. I, I can play Hold'em well enough. Texas Hold'em? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's probably the most common that, that in my experience. I'm going to have to do some Google. I'm going to have to learn how to play poker. Just, just for... Because I like playing cards. You know, when the opportunity arises, but it's fun. Yeah, but I've never, for some reason, whenever you know, me and friends, you know, I played mostly when I was in school, to be honest. But it was never poker; it was always various other card games. Mm. You know, you need a good group for poker, though, as as opposed to some other card games where you can play with two or three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, uh, you need you need at least five or six for it to be interesting. Yeah, Switch was our main game of choice uh, back in the day. Switch. Switch is like Uno, but it's got a few other specific rules right, that, okay. that I think makes it more fun. Um be- Because you can effectively combo into a victory in the first move if you get lucky enough. And I like that excitement. <laughs> I've only ever done it once. I've only ever done it once. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not familiar. But... <laughs> anyway, uh, so... And Picard tries to argue this. He's like, "No, I'm going to, I'm going to object to this ruling. Under no circumstance am I letting you do this to Data. Like, you can't treat him like this. He is a sentient being. And he, he has rights. He should have rights like everyone else." And it's like, "Well, we're going to have to have a hearing then." And it's because this this station's new and it's short staffed. Like, we're going to, you know, Picard, you'll have to defend Data as the the highest ranking officer. And Riker, who's also in the room at this time, you're going to have to prosecute because you're the next ranking officer and Raker again I love the character writing in this episode because he rightly stands up and says I'm IF like I'm not doing this you kidding me I don't believe Data is a toaster I believe he's, he's sentient and he has feelings and I will not do this but then she says if you don't prosecute then there's no prosecution and there'll be no hearing and I will just make my ruling and he'll just yeah. go and get dismantled and Raker's put in this impossible position where to save to, to give Data a chance of survival a chance of getting the right ruling he has to be the villain and go against him yeah and even just on before that like the the fact that picard is going to her is you know showing the desperation because oh sure yeah you know, we learned earlier on she was in charge of his his trial after you know the, the stargazer mishap uh so obviously it was quite harsh against him by the sounds of it uh so there was you know a serious rivalry there I love, I love, that's quite a comparison here. I love how Picard's thing in the past that comes up every so often is a stargazer, and it was a serious thing that's treated so. Whereas, uh. Kirk. I, I kept wanting to say Shatner. I kept wanting to say Shatner, but it's not Shatner. It's not Shatner. Say the character's named out. 
right? Whereas Kirk's was when he cheated on his test in, in Starfleet Academy. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just love that the, the, they're very comparable in the way they're brought up, but Picard is like a really serious incident. It's this dark moment in his past. We, we, you, we lost a ship. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, whereas Kirk's is, ah, oh, I cheated and rigged the computer to, to, to mm-hmm. do my business. <laughs> it was an unwinnable situation, so I made it winnable, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, you're, you're right. Uh, you know, there's a great little scene. Just with that. On oh. like that. It's a huge, big difference between those two characters. When you think, you know, oh sure, Kirk's was unwinnable situation. I'm gonna win it anyway. And Picard's thing is, no, no, no. He screwed up and lost the ship. Well, he even has a line in this episode where he says, um, "We don't just get to ignore Starfleet regulations when it's inconvenient." Like you know, that, yeah. that's kind of the point of regulations. Uh, that's kind of part of his speech to like convince that we need to have this hearing. Um, yeah. with Maddox especially who's standing there going ah he's a toaster let's just you know take take it in and I can take him apart blah 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 um, so really really good and there's a little scene with Riker where he's like sort of looking up data schematics and he sort of like gets his like his uh, smoking gun as it were for the case and then he's he's, he's happy for a split second because he's found the thing he needs and he's like oh wait no, no I'm sad <laughs> but then he's like if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it properly yeah he has to because you know, if he didn't, it would just and you know, and then he lost. It would just undermine it anyway. Because well, the, well, he wasn't putting in the effort. Yeah, yeah. From 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 our context, yeah, I think even in, in the story though, they make it very clear that she says to him, "If I don't believe you're giving us a hundred percent at any point, I'm just going to call it there and then." Uh, yeah. And rule against rule against the so. which I think it seems perfectly fair because it's you know it's, it's essentially rigging <clears throat> a jury at that point. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, no jury, of course. It's just her. No, no, no. <laughs> but in, in it, it, comparatively. Yeah, he can't just throw the case, which even though yeah. it's, it seems like that should be something he should do, which plays into the whole integrity of Starfleet and the officers and like them upholding to the the highest does, standards. Yeah. And so we have this hearing. We have this 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 hearing where obviously the, the first chunk of it is Riker interrogating Data and proving that he can bend a bar, you know, which makes him very inhuman, uh, showing that his arm can come off, and then all the, all the you know the, literally the the kill switch which turns him off and he just slumps over. And it makes him look, you know, less than a being. It makes him look like he's just a machine, right? Yeah. Um, and that, that's basically a whole, a Riker's whole prosecution sort of rests on the idea of just proving that he's not a person. And it's a pretty solid argument. It's solid. Although, even though I agree with Picard, that ultimately it's not really relevant if we're looking at what what makes life life. You know, as as a it, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, he, he's just banging on. No, no, no. This is a machine. Machine cannot be life. Is essentially the argument. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, even even in real world today, I disagree with that. I don't think there is any machines that I would call life yet. But and the and the idea that we eventually have something with a real AI, probably. I, if, if 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 something can learn, then it's life, to an extent. And do uh, that's a, a a qualifier I'm not willing to okay. to agree to because okay. there there are already many an algorithm that can learn. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm not sure I do. Okay, if it can learn and be self-aware of its own existence. Okay. Algorithms algorithms are not self-aware. Don't try and tell me they are. I mean, not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, self-awareness is, you know, you're, you're essentially, you know, I think therefore I am. Essentially, okay. If, if an algorithm can get to that, it's life. Is kind of what you're saying. I mean, ultimately, what I would consider life is is just simply feeling something. So, if if a computer was scared that I was going to turn it off because it didn't want to be off, 
therefore it's at probably that, alive at that point yeah. i would say it's alive because it feels something it's scared um, yeah. or it's excited or it's whatever um anyway that this as uh philippa points out later on uh she's not qualified to make these big philosophical questions you know she's not no, qualified she's to answer them alive. yeah uh but you know so we have this and it's like a really sort of dark ending and picard asks for a recess and he has this fantastic scene uh with Gainan, uh where she starts because he's, he's 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 going through sort of what's going on with there and she starts talking about well look at the uh, the appeal from starfleet's point of view why they want like more data it's like the idea of having lots of data it's the idea of a disposable workforce um, it's something that civilizations always kind of had right this idea of um all these workers that you don't have to care about that you can disregard and that data and the idea of a fleet of androids is like hey you can send them into battle without giving a shit you know because and it's because picard says uh you know because when Guinan asks him like how he's feeling he's like well I've, you know i've sent people into scarier battle or, or missions than this like i've definitely sent people on like you know suicide missions essentially uh before and she's like yeah but this, this is the appeal of this is to not have to care right it's the idea that this is disposable and then you know he sort of clocks kind of what she's getting at and he says you're talking about slavery that's what you're essentially talking about and what i love about this not only does it make a great dramatic point in the context of the episode and kind of like this is essential what data becomes if, if we believe he's alive and they rule against it we essentially he's now a slave to anyone who considers him to be a person and yeah. But it also, I also love how it ties in to other science fiction. I love how this is something that comes up a lot in science fiction with robots and androids and AI. It's this a classic trope. This idea of, um, like, you know, because something that often comes from it, I, I would, I'll just briefly compare it to Battlestar Galactica for a second because the whole, the whole premise at the start of that show is that they created robots and AI and it was, it was smart enough to learn and grow and essentially become sentient and they treated it like a slave race and because of that it eventually revolted fought back and while you don't necessarily quite justify the the genocide of like almost all the human population you can't really blame them for for fighting back and becoming a, an enemy um yeah. and the idea was with data here i always go back to superman as a comparison uh, to me like my answer in science fiction for robots and ai is always it's the same thing as superman it just needs to be taught right from wrong it just needs to have the parents that actually sure. treat it values right and data and he's you know his surroundings of starfleet and especially now the enterprise he, he gets that he he has this around him um yeah to, to you know to, to a fair extent so i really liked when this came up it, it, not both because of the actual uh the, the play on history and sort of this is what it's alluding to this idea if they rule this then forever robots no matter how smart they get because of this precedent will be treated as something that, are, that is owned and yeah. not something that is alive and picard goes in then and makes this phenomenal speech about uh data he brings out the stuff uh the items that he was taking away this is where he brings out the tasha gram as i'm calling it yeah sure why not the tasha gram and not only does he bring it out he says okay you've got no one else uh, none of the other crew members and and you know an item like this so why, why do you have tasha and he says well i promised i wouldn't say and if i recall that was true she did she did make a promise not to tell anyone yeah but the events the events of the naked now are dramatically relevant in this episode because he has a hologram of her because they were close and as in his own words they were intimate and i love the reactions around the room <laughs> when he yeah. says that the, the most surprising thing here is that not not that data has feelings obviously yeah mm. that's not surprising but that 
he had feelings about this specifically, positive feelings about this. Yeah, we didn't know this. This is actually a nice little kind of surprise for us, actually. I, I think it's just kind of sweet, though, that he, you know, we find this out that this meant something to him when it's something that, you know, it's just been a kind of a bit of a joke for us, you know, for, for you know, the last season or so. And it kind of made it a little bit sweeter. And this moment here, even, you know, Riker, like, you know, he kind of lets it up just a little bit of a smirk. He sort of puts his head down so no one can see him, kind of. But yeah. you can just see a little bit of a smirk where he's like, oh... Uh, this is a really good case he's making here and you know he's, he's got a book that Picard gave him because it has value he's got his medals because they mean something to him and Picard essentially just goes down this speech of saying if you set a precedent here today you know like this will be used as the the case evidence this will be used forever to justify why a person of this this created of this nature is treated this way and of course he compares the fact that yeah he was created by humans but so are we like <laughs> human beings create other humans all the time that's how yeah. it works yeah uh, but and, and he goes, hey, you know, Maddox, you're trying to you know, literally replicate this and have one on every ship, right? Uh, if not more, was was his purpose. If, okay, one data, that's an anomaly, right? A thousand of them? Well, that's a race then at that point. And how are they going to feel? Yeah. When, you know, when, when they look back at this ruling. But not only that, he points out, of course, that Starfleet is, the whole purpose of Starfleet in the Federation is to seek out and find new life. And he, he just points the data and says, there it is. There is the new life. This is where we have to make these tough choices. And all of our... And he isn't going to say this next bit, but this is what he's implying. All of our rules about interacting with our life, the Prime Directive, all of it, still applies to him. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he's made of nuts and bolts or whatever synthetic material, because it's probably more advanced than that, because it's Star Trek. But it doesn't matter. He's still alive, and therefore exactly. you can't... And ultimately, Philippa, when she makes a ruling, can't definitively say that he is life, but he, but she, she does say, I don't really know if I've got a soul. This is something human beings have been debating forever. Is like, do we have this, this thing, this idea of a soul? And I don't know if I have one. I don't know if Data's got one. But he should probably be allowed to try and discover that for himself. Like he should be able to ask that question himself. So yeah. I can't really say if he's life or not for sure. But under no circumstance am I going to limit the future of who he is or any of his f potential future race are. And Data, even after the fact, goes up to him and says, "Look." You're thinking of sound, and one day this might be a good idea. So continue your work, but it's not the time which, yet. Which tells me that, you know, going back to what I said earlier, where the whole thing for him was he was scared he'd lose his, his feelings, his experiences. Right? You know, he'd still have the knowledge, but he'd lose the experience. Yeah. The fact that if he believed that this was close to actually happening, that there would be, you know, creating more life like him, essentially, he'd be willing to put that on the line. He'd be he'd be willing to personally risk that to yeah. create more life, uh, as opposed to just it, it's not an unequivocal no. I'm never doing that. And what and what's more, what's up? What's more of a a sentient being than someone who's willing to put his life on the line for others? Like you know, like yeah, you know. So uh, there's a, there's a beauty to it. Uh, this episode does what Star Trek's best at. It takes a moral idea, just a, just a simple idea, and has a debate take place about that idea. That's yeah. what it is, and obviously we very much side on one, one you know, point yeah, of view in this. Kind of a clearly right and wrong side, but it doesn't matter because there is still this clear debate. And even though we think there's the easy right answer here, it doesn't change the fact that this debate would happen every time, no matter what point in the future this comes up. This it's debate is going to happen. happen. Yeah, there's going to be people who argue that they shouldn't have rights and that we should be able to, you know, use them as property. That is always going to be a debate in this situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, this is a. I'll even. I do have like a couple of nitpicks. I'll I'll even name you a few uh, locations that might uh, side on the <laughs> on the property oh. side. I'm not going to, but I could. I'm oh, just, oh, okay. I'll just make it clear. I thought you were gonna have fun with it. No, 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 no. Certain type of person I'm thinking of. But you, you, you go on. What's your nitpicks? Oh, nitpicks. Um, I think one would be when uh when Picard is you know losing in that first bit. You know where the, you know Riker is pointing out all these, and he doesn't really argue back, which. And, and a lot of them, I think, are easy to argue back points. And Picard just looks a bit lost. Like, you know, Riker's going, you know, he takes off the arm and he's like, hey, look at this. It's it's just, it's it's wires carrying information. And, and Picard, you know, you know, there's, well, you've got a neural network of, you know, it's just a, an, an organic version. You've got veins carrying blood. You know, there's nothing to even attempt to fight back. Uh, when Riker hits the off, off switch, you know, Picard doesn't say, well, I could just hit you on the back of the head and you'd be unconscious and be the same. Like my point is, you know, that there are. Well, there, there are things, he could have at least put up at least a show of a fight. Well, that's kind of what he does in the next day. He just wants to recess to actually think about what his argument is. Well, no, but the thing is that when he comes back with the arguments, they are completely different. They don't answer those points at all. He kind of just ignores those and goes off in his own. Not direction. entirely. The one about humans, re- you know, replicating. Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of along the same lines as the the same wavelength of that though. Is that okay? So instead of like physical, uh, or or natural, sure. you know, veins and whatever, it's it's uh, bio, it's instead of biological, it's it's mechanical. But um, sure, it's not a big deal to me. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Although I'm a little disappointed that there was not a demonstration where they got like a random incident to knock out just to prove his point. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> other other nitpicks. Uh. There was just no other witnesses outside of this room. Like, if you're going to call witness testimony, I feel it could have benefited from some of the crew. I, I thought it was going to do that. Before I watched the episode, I assumed that that was going to be part of it. Because I expect... Yeah, even, even last week we were saying, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the doctor. Yeah, yeah Pulaski coming in to, to sort of testify would be interesting. And it didn't have to be her specifically, but I you know, I feel like a, wit- a, a character witness outside of just Data himself might have helped. I think that's a runtime thing. I don't think that's it a, probably is. Um, I don't think that's a creative choice. I think that's a choice of they wanted all the setup to naturally get there, and I think all the setup's really good, so I wouldn't cut any of it. No, no, I agree. And my only other one that I do have it, this is minor, but could have been fixed. You know that one. I agree. Okay, no, it's a runtime thing. Uh, so after after the case is decided, and it's obviously you know it's ruled in Data's favor, um, Maddox. Call, calls data him for the first time mm-hmm. instead of it and it gets commented on I, I didn't like that it was it was kind of, oh look hey in case you missed that he said he if it, it felt like it would just you know kind of point it out for in case you missed it i, I think I'd, i would have much preferred it if it just he'd said it and it was left there like that okay i don't really have a problem with her point though because I, I think he's done it enough in front of them that i buy that they would comment on it maybe yeah I, I buy that she would. Uh, if your argument is that it, she should have just said it and it should have just lingered for a second and cut away, uh, then sure, that that's a possibility. Yeah, but yeah. I, I actually think it would be weird, though, if she just didn't say anything. Because it would be really noticeable because he has constantly, throughout the entire episode, referred to him as it. Yeah, it was very noticeable, which which is why I felt like I didn't need the extra bit of them pointing it out because it was so immediately obvious when he said it and it felt like hey just in case you missed it we're gonna make sure you noticed it is, is how it felt to me this is such a corner nitpick it is i know that's why i left that one till last as a patented corner nitpick if i ever heard one 
Um, yeah, uh, the episode's episode's great, and uh, you know the final scene, of course, is Riker, well happy that the the, the outcome has happened has happened. He's in the red room because Data comes in. He's like, "Oh, it's a celebration in the, the holodeck. We're all we're all partying on my honor. <laughs> come, come, yeah. come, bearded man of chest here." And he's like, "I should. I don't deserve to celebrate Riker. Uh, I don't deserve to celebrate Data because you know I, I almost I got you killed. To put you away. Yeah. yeah." And he's like, "Well, yeah, but as I understand it, like if you hadn't accepted that, then I would have definitely went and under the procedures. And you you took this great burden, which must have been very difficult." Uh, in order, so that I'd have a chance of survival and I will never forget that and I'm not going to lie, this was kind of an emotional little scene him saying that he understood that this was difficult and that this will always mean a lot to him and Riker sort of smiling at him when he said that I don't know, it, it hit me yeah. it hit this me, great episode. it was a perfect little ending to it and yeah, I mean, I, like I say, this is Star Trek at its best it's a simple dilemma that is, it is debated and it's, it's kind of why I know a lot of people who are fans of classic Trek, you know, Next Gen and that era, uh, don't like the newer stuff because the newer stuff is definitely more of an action-focused it's, entity. It's more modern sci-fi, right? Should we say? Uh, I, well, I mean, no, but you get action sci-fi back in these days as well. Oh, no, you did, but I, I don't feel this level of sci-fi that we have now. I feel often there's not a lot of it now. It's It's kind of forgot well there isn't but that doesn't make the other sci-fi modern because it always existed okay sure but is the the de facto modern style sure sure big and dumb with explosions yeah although i think dumb is a little unfair for especially for season two of discovery <laughs> yeah, i mean it gets a lot of dumb at points even in season two and i like season it, two it, it gets a little part. dumb but i mean it's not as dumb as just it's not just big and dumb yeah well, let's great. be honest, this has had plenty of dumb. Oh, it has, it has. Uh, there's definitely been bad episodes, no one's disputing that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's an argument for why Star Trek maybe shouldn't be an action show, because maybe the fact that there's less of this type of sci-fi today, it, this is why it should exist, this is why it should still stay true to what it is, because we have a ton of other sci-fi franchises that will do the action. Uh, I happen to agree, and here, here's the thing. Hey, CBS All Access want Trek all year round, Hey, let's have two action shows and two non-action shows. Why not? Well, when they finally show me a non-action show, I'll 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 agree with that sentiment. So uh, okay, they might not. I'm saying <laughs> they, they have they have acknowledged that there is a need for the shows to be different so that they don't burn out and everyone feeling the same thing. That is a really easy way to do it. Yeah, no, it is. It is if they actually go through with it. Yeah, um, yeah. Picard may be that, but the thing is, is a trailer tends to be quick cut and action packed because it's a trailer. It's hard to so, judge from the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So from the trailer, it looks like another action show, but it could be actually be a lot more slow paced. It could be a lot more light next gen. For, it could be. Yeah. For all we know. But um, yeah, Measure of a Man is a fantastic episode, and uh, it did not disappoint based on its reputation. Uh, it made a great episode last week as well. So yeah. I mean, hey. I was, I was gonna say i mean we've we've had two easily better episodes in all of season one uh nine episodes into season two so even if that's the question yeah. even if the rest of this season is just lukewarm it's still better than season one yeah it's, it's at that point yeah like every other episode would have to be terrible for it to average out now yeah i mean i'm not looking forward to the clip show admittedly but i mean that's that's fine yeah but that's one terrible episode i mean yeah, i'm sure I there's but, uh, but I've got this fear, it's, it's lingering over the season now. It is. It's dark is. cloud. Anyway, so what is coming next next episode then? Pardon me. 
the Dauphin, if I'm saying that correct. That's D-A-U-P-H-I-N, Dauphin. Sounds about right. Sounds about right, the Dauphin. Um, here's a description. Oh, you'll, you'll have a description that starts with the word Wesley, don't you? Wesley falls for the young future leader of Dalid 4, unaware just how dangerous the girl's protective and overly restrictive guardian can be. This is a Wesley romance episode. It's already. Streak over. (laughs) Streak over. The Dauphine walked in like Brock Lesnar and killed the streak. That's a shame. I know Carr doesn't get that reference, but hopefully some of you in the audience do. Uh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> to me, it was Trevor the Head, but I mean... Yep, yep, there you go. The Dauphine. Uh, we'll be back for that next week. Let us know what you thought of Measure of a Man in the comments below. Like and subscribe. And I, I, I certainly don't mean trivia on the episodes when relevant. Uh, there was a good bit of trivia for... Um, the episode where, where Data had the beard, there's apparently there was a deleted scene that was never shot, I don't think, if I remember the comment right, oh, I could be misremembering that, but it was a deleted scene where he also tried uh, to be bald to match Picard. So uh, it was like a running gag that he was trying to like take the, the visual styles of various okay. crew members. Uh, never happened, but... <laughs> I thought, cool. That was a cool bit of trivia. That was a cool bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, by all means, uh, so like and subscribe. Uh, you can rate the podcast on the podcast app that you use, Apple Podcasts being the most common one. Five stars helps more people find the show. You can support us financially, of course, over at patreon.com slash TV. We can support us for as little as $1 per month, and that gets you a bonus uh, episode of a few different movie podcasts that we do. Uh, soon it will give you a bonus already cancelled that's exclusive to Patreon. Uh, there will be a vote, actually, on Patreon um, over the next few weeks uh, selecting what that show is going to be go and have a look and that'll be exclusive to to patrons once it launches uh, sometime in the end of october so uh go and have a look um but uh yeah that's us uh, check out the other stuff we do i uh, mean tower do classic twilight zone discussions every week kind of similar to this but twilight zone so it might be uh, in your wheelhouse uh check out the sci-fi movie podcast that we also do called the ace the atomic cinema experiment for other sci-fi stuff some of which is old some of which is new kind of a mix so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys keep watching star trek and to everyone but connor live long and prosper